You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. to My Strategy with author and personal growth coach, John M. Hawkins. John will provide coaching and inspiration, motivation and advice on your personal development in order to help you with the best decision-making possible. So now, please welcome the host of My Strategy, John M. Hawkins. Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is called My Strategy, and we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're very happy to be here with you today on this Saturday. My strategy episodes are every Saturday and they're live at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. This week, we're gonna be talking about practicing gratitude. We're gonna talk about how to change your focus. As you may recall, last week we were talking about uncertainty. And this week, we're gonna talk about how gratitude can help boost your health. We're gonna discuss the art of practicing gratitude, how to start a gratitude routine and strategy and how to set your plan in place. We're very happy to be here with you today. Um, Saturday is a great day of the week to reflect on your strategy. And keep in mind that any time's a great time to reflect on your personal development strategy. Now, the My Strategy radio show continues to grow. We're on iHeart, iTunes, Player FM, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and many more digital platforms, so you can go there to listen to past episodes. You can find me on most social media platforms. My Twitter handle is at HawkinsJohn, and my website is JohnMHawkins.com. And just like anything in life, we need to have a strategy and a plan to help us reach our goals, because the best laid plans don't work. This week, I'm looking for stories on gratitude or thankfulness. Do you have any good examples, perhaps a tip or a trick? If you do, send an email to talk at johnmhawkins.com. Also, we do from time to time have giveaways, and we will be drawing the winners, the winner, sorry, for those who entered last month's giveaway. So uh, we're not going to announce it on the show, but check my YouTube channel, and you can find out who won. And if you did enter and one, then you will receive an email. So check for that. All right. This week we're talking about, well, last week, actually, we were talking about uncertainty with regard to the U.S. elections and also the coronavirus pandemic. So while there's uncertainty in 2020, um, what I wanted to talk about this week was shifting our focus, because many of the things that we focus on sometimes we don't have control over. And because we don't have control over them, they can start to eat away at our thoughts. They take time. And when we're trying to put together a personal development strategy or any strategy for that matter, you become what you focus on. So this week I wanted to talk about 
changing our focus, calming our mind, especially during these times of uncertainty. So we're going to be talking this week about um, how gratitude is a good thing to focus on. Now, keep in mind, you can put your spotlight on anything you want. I'm choosing gratitude and thankfulness uh, for the month of November. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what gratitude and thankfulness is, right? how it's an expression of value for what one has, regardless of the monetary value. I want to talk about not only what gratitude and thankfulness is, but the practice of gratitude. And I think practice goes beyond just thinking about it, but it's something that we are going to have ingrained in our daily life. And that is what the practice of gratitude means. We'll then talk about starting a gratitude routine. And I too, from time to time, do not say thank you enough. I get busy with my own life. I get busy in my head. And uh, so this is a reminder for me as well to start being a little bit more grateful for all the, the great things that I've been given. And then we're going to help you develop your strategy. And as always, we are going to help you put your plan in place. All right. We're going to start off uh, with a little bit of a tie over from last week uh, because of the fact that we've got uncertainty with COVID. Uh, there's still a little bit of uncertainty out there and unrest with regard to the elections. So we want to think about this from what is it healthy for us to focus on? So we've got an article here by Kevin No, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. His article is how to change your focus. He says, knowing how to change your focus can mean the difference between a life of bliss and a life of frustration. In a prior post, the love of bad news, No wrote, about how focusing on what's bad in your life will not only make you feel down and even depressed, but it will tend to bring even more circumstances and events into your life to feel bad about. What a self-fulfilling prophecy there. The reason is simply because when we get, we get what we focus on. You can have a ton of great things going on in your life, but you might still feel absolutely miserable if you keep focusing on the things that aren't so great. So knowing how to change your focus is a critical skill to have. He says, what determines focus? Well, in order to know how to change your focus, you must first understand what, determ what determines focus in the first place. He said, let me explain by asking you some questions. He says, for this to work, you need to actually think about the answers, not just read them out loud. So I want you to think about your answers Perhaps write them down on a piece of paper, type them into your smartphone. First question is, what is the biggest concern in your life right now? What areas of your life aren't going so well? What are you most ha unhappy with currently? I think this ties into some of the things we talk about in strategy, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. It's always a good idea to think about it from that perspective. As you think about these questions, notice how you feel. Let me ask you some different questions. What's going well for you right now? What areas of your life are you the most proud of? Where are you happy or excited? What are you happy or excited about right now? Notice how you feel now. If you actually put the effort into coming up with answers and not just reading the questions or thinking, I don't know, 
then you would have noticed, you wouldn't have noticed a change of, fo of focus and a feeling. So for the first set of questions to the second set of questions, what has really changed exactly? Even though the second set of questions made you think better about your life than the first, in terms of circumstances, nothing has really changed at that moment. You don't have to have certain things happen in order to start feeling better about yourself. You just need to focus on the right things. He talks then a little bit more about the disempowering questions and the empowering questions. We want to focus on this as we get our minds set into thinking about being grateful and thankful. A disempowering question. It's a sad face. Why me? Why can't I ever get a break? What's with this bad luck lately? Why can't the government do their job? How can they fire me after I've given half my life to that company? I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? The empowering questions, a happy face. What's good about this situation that I'm probably overlooking? Since sitting here feeling sorry for myself won't do much, what actions can I take right now to improve my situation? Even though times are bad, what am I thankful for in my life right now? So as you can see, there is a difference between the disempowering questions and the empowering questions. And when, when it comes time to being the CEO of your own life and developing your own strategy, which attitude do you think is going to help you get through uncertainty, to get through times when you might feel completely despaired? In Kevin's article, he suggests that is the empowering questions. And I tend to support him. So let's focus on those empowering questions. You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about what is gratitude and thankfulness anyway. We'll be right back. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and to Tune in radio. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside, you know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM.
p.m. Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and tuned in radio. Today we're talking about practicing gratitude. We're trying to change our focus from uncertainty. We were very uncertain last week. We didn't know what was going to happen. So this week we're going to change our focus because we can become what we focus on. And this week we're going to focus on gratitude and thankfulness. Right before the break, we were talking about changing your focus and how that is a good way for us to get us into the right moment. Empowering questions versus disempowering questions. My choice is the empowering questions. However, if you choose to focus on disempowering questions, I'm sure there is some benefit that you can gain from that. I don't want to tell you to think one way or the other. But this week, I've decided, given that it is November, to focus on thankfulness. I've got an article here from Psychology Today. It starts off, it talks about gratitude and thankfulness. Gratitude is the expression of appreciation for what one has. It is a recognition of value that is independent of monetary worth. Spontaneously generated from within, it is an affirmation of goodness and warmth. The social emotion strengthens relationships and its roots run deep in evolutionary history, emanating from the survival value of helping others and being helped in return, right? We all need each other. Well, we don't need each other, but we need people to help us. Nobody got where they are alone. Studies show that specific areas of the brain are involved in experiencing expressing gratitude. Brain scans of people assigned a task that stimulates expression of gratitude show lasting changes in the prefrontal cortex that heightens sensitivity to future experiences and experiences of gratitude. This article talks about what gratitude is, why it matters, how to cultivate gratitude, foster it. If you're interested, you can look it up on uh, psychology today. Gratitude is a spontaneous feeling, but increasingly research demonstrates its value as a practice. That is making conscious efforts to count one's blessings. Studies show that people can deliberately cultivate gratitude and they are important social and personal benefits to doing so. It is possible to feel grateful for loved ones, colleagues, animals, nature, and life in general. The emotion generates a climate of positivity that both, both reaches inward and extends outward. So the question is, is gratitude an emotion? Gratitude is an emotion, one that makes people feel happier. Gratefulness is also a mood as well as a personality trait. Some people are just more inclined to feel grateful as a daily habit. Is gratitude a feeling, they say, they ask. Gratitude is both a temporary feeling and a dis dispositional trait. In both cases, gratitude involves the process of recognizing First, that one has obtained a positive outcome. And second, that there is an external source for that good outcome. 
article goes on to talk about why gratitude matters. Psychologists find that over time, feeling grateful boosts happiness and fosters both physical and physiological health, even among those already struggling with mental health problems. Studies show that practicing gratitude curbs the use of words expressing negative emotions and shifts inner attention away from such negative emotions as resentment, envy, minimizing the possibility of ruminating, which is a hallmark of depression. I think it's important for us to pause on this. You know, we've had this coronavirus pandemic going on for seven, almost eight months now. There was election uncertainty last week. And all of this has started to weigh on many, many people. And the people that I speak with are almost at wit's end. I do know many that uh, have had to find professional help. I know there are issues with all walks of life, all ages, from young children through adults, folks in their middle age, people in college, everyone's impacted. I think it's important for us to not focus on our situation, as dire as it may be, not to focus on how bad things are for us. But the goal here is to start being grateful for the things we might have. We have air to breathe. Hopefully we have food, water. We live in one of the greatest countries in the world. And it's important for us to, to start to be grateful, even if we do have a little. The article goes on to say, because people who are grateful feel less pain, stress, suffering, insomnia. They have stronger immune systems, experience healthier relationships, do better academically and professionally. And overall, it can boost your mental and physical health. So if you are down and out, feeling depressed, not feeling good, what better gift would there be for someone to give you the gift of positivity, to give you a stronger immune system, to give you the ability to sleep through the night, to give you healthier, the ability to have healthier relationships? Well, this is a switch that you can flip internally. And the simple, subtle act, I should say practice of being grateful can help you get there. Grateful people are indeed less likely to have mental health problems. One study found that a gratitude intervention was successful in reducing negative effect and increasing mental resilience in a group of older adults. Gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life, a materialistic culture that encourages constant wanting and sees possessions as the source of happiness is not the most fertile ground for gratitude but it's not an insurmountable barrier to developing it. Envy, and especially cynicism, narcissism, are similarly thieves of gratitude. In fact, the cultivation of gratitude may be least a partial remedy for narcissism. How do you practice gratitude? Well, just being around your family, friends, can help you more grateful. Now, in these socially distant times, if you can't be around them physically, you can video conference with them. Also being more appreciative of life, feeling less cynical pushes you into a more thankful frame of mind. At other times when you're focusing on a tough decision, seeing it as a gift can be useful. Some people wouldn't mind having a decision like that to make.
You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the practice of gratitude. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, hope, and support for caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the EVM Global Network. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming live to the BBM Global Network and tune in radio. Right before the break, we were talking about what is gratitude anyway? In this segment, I want to talk about the practice of gratitude. And the practice of gratitude goes beyond just an act of kindness here or there. It goes beyond the occasional letter to someone thanking them for what they did or email or text. I've got an article here from mindful.org titled How to Practice Gratitude. Starts off by saying practicing gratitude has incredible benefits from improving our mental health to boosting our relationships with others. Explore ways you can be more appreciative in our mindful guide to gratitude. And again, this is important. This is a very important topic this week because, as many of you are aware, we are seven, almost eight months into a pandemic. There's lots of uncertainty with regard to that. Last week, many of you were nervous and stressed about the election uncertainty. So I want to I want to give us something to focus our spotlight on, rather than focusing on the things that we cannot change. And this week, we're, we're learning how to be more grateful. And by we're, it's me. And, and by me learning about it, maybe you're going to take something away from it as well. Article goes on to say, practicing gratitude can be a game changer. It has far-reaching effects. 
from improving our mental health to boosting our relationships. Living your life with gratitude helps you notice the little wins, like the bus showing up right on time. Perhaps a stranger held the door for you, or the sun shining through your window when you woke up in the morning. Each of these small moments strings together to create a web of well-being that over time strengthens your ability to notice good. And if you're interested in learning more about well-being, we did a podcast on it, and you can find that online. Building your capacity for gratitude isn't difficult. It just takes practice. The more you can bring your attention to that which you feel grateful for, the more you'll notice to feel grateful for. Start by observing. Start by observing. You know, how many times do we speak rather than listen? We've also done episodes on active listening, and that might be an interesting one to go review as you're working on this. But start by observing. They say, notice the thank yous you say. Not the thank yous you've received, but how many are you saying? Just how many of habitual responses is it? Is it on a hasty side, an afterthought? How are you feeling when you express thanks in a small transaction? Stressed, uptight, a little absent-minded? Do a quick scan of your body. Are you already physically moving on to your next interaction? I think this is important to think about here. You know, many times we get into the habit of just trying to get through the day and we use terms like thank you and you're welcome and, you know, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. But are those being used out of habit or are they being used mindfully where we are not only saying them, but we are experiencing them by experiencing them? It's not just something you read off of a piece of paper or from rote memorization. But it's what is your emotional state when you said it? How do you feel your body responding? What did the person across from you who received the thank you do, if anything? We want to get to a deeper level because that's how we're going to start realizing how great we do have it and how grateful we should be. Pick one interaction a day. When your instinct says to say thanks arises, pause for a moment. Take note. Get yourself into the situation. Can you name what you feel grateful for? Even beyond the gesture has been extended and say thank you. Just a short pause. Not expecting any more. Robert Emmons, psychology professor and gratitude researcher at the University of California, Davis, explains there are two key components of practicing gratitude. Most of us know it's important to express thanks to people who help us out or silently acknowledge the things we are grateful for in life. Research has linked gratitude with a wide range of benefits, including strengthening your immune system, improving sleep patterns, feeling optimistic, experiencing more joy and pleasure, being more helpful and generous, and feeling less lonely and isolated. And if you're interested in reaping all of these benefits, maybe grat practicing gratitude is important for you. Some of the ways you can do it to help you rewire your brain, according to this article, keep a gratitude journal. 
and, and we've talked about writing before. We talk about committing the thoughts to words, to paper. And in doing that, it forces you to work on and develop your position. It's easy to say words. It's easy to go out and say whatever you want to say. But when you write something down, it forces that, you know, distracted, discombobulated, those discombobulated words or thoughts into a position. Always writing is good, and we highly recommend it here on the My Strategy radio program. Remember the bad. To be grateful in the current state, sometimes you need to remember the hard times. Ask yourself some of those questions about relationships with parents, friends, siblings. Come to your senses. The ability to touch, see, smell, and hear. Appreciate what it means to be a human. Use visual reminders. Make a vow to practice gratitude. Watch your language. Go through the motions. Grateful motions include smiling, saying thank you, writing letters of gratitude. By going through grateful motions, you'll trigger the emotions of gratitude more often. Think outside the box. If you think to make the most out of every of your opportunities to flex your gratitude muscles, you must look creatively for new situations and circumstances in which you feel grateful. Article goes on to talk about how we can savor the good, how we can use breath to anchor yourself in the present moment. Bring to mind the things that you are grateful for. Shift to a scent you appreciate. What about your olfactory senses, huh? Move on. Tune into any sounds around you and many more. You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about starting your gratitude routine. We'll be right back. Master of words, powerful player. What life-changing words can Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there? A door to free yourself from fear forever. Transform your rage into right action. Release your guilt. Position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace. All quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously, with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. The opiate epidemic has reached crisis levels, and with so many families affected by addiction, opiate-related drug overdoses, and death, the time is now to have a real constructive conversation about addiction that could lead to better prevention, treatment, and recovery. Alan Charles, author and keynote speaker on drug abuse and prevention, presents The Alan Charles Show. Alan brings a message of hope, sharing his unbelievable story of surviving a 24-year addiction to cocaine and 
and highlights from his memoir, Walking Out the Other Side, an addict's journey from loneliness to life. His raw honesty and courageous heart breaks the stigma of addiction and offers a unique perspective into the mind of an addict. Join Alan each week as he brings his listeners to a true understanding of the grip of addiction. It is only with this understanding that we can begin to heal. The Alan Charles Show, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. The show is my strategy, and we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome. My strategy radio shows are live and on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. This week, we've been talking about practicing gratitude, talking about changing your focus to deal with the uncertainty in life right now, shifting our spotlight on how on, on anything, right? <laughs> on anything other than the uncertainty. So this week I've chosen to focus on gratitude and how gratitude can help boost our health. So we're talking about the art of practicing gratitude, how to start a gratitude routine and strategy, and ultimately how to set your plan in place. Right before the break, we were talking about the practice of gratitude because, you know, the occasional thank you isn't going to get you to feel grateful. You've got to practice it every day. So that's what we're calling it, the practice of gratitude. Or you could call it gratitude practicing, whichever you prefer. So in this segment, I want to talk about our gratitude routine. One of the tips we mentioned in the last segment was writing things down. And I'm pretty sure I've done a podcast or two on the importance of journaling. I know I've written about it in a couple of my books, um, how important it is. And I think it's important It's important for us to continue to do that. And why wouldn't we apply this journaling concept, construct, to our gratitude practice? Got an article here. I'm continuing, actually, with the article that we had in the prior segment from mindful.org. They start off, they continue by saying, how do we go about creating a gratitude journal? Starts off by saying, there's no wrong or right way to keep a gratitude journal, but they do give us some ideas to get started. Many times it's hard to get started, right? You know you want to do something, but you need just that first example. I'm always looking for that first example, so hopefully this can help us. Write down up to five things for which you feel grateful. The physical record is important. Don't do this exercise in your head. The things we list can be relatively small in importance. The tasty sandwich I had for lunch today or the relatively large sandwich. Perhaps my sister gave birth to a healthy baby boy. The goal of exercise is important to remember a good experience or event person or thing in your life, then enjoy the good emotions that, that come with it. So there are nine tips for writing. Number one, be specific as possible. And, you know, when we write down our, our goals, we have our SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and timely. That applies with every strategy we put together. Be in the habit of doing that. 
Be as specific as possible, they say. Specificity is key to fostering gratitude. For example, I'm grateful that my coworkers brought me soup when I was sick on Tuesday. Will be more effective than, I'm grateful for my coworkers. I love specificity. Go for depth over breadth. Elaborating in detail about a particular person or thing for which you're grateful carries more benefits than a superficial list of many things. I like that one. Narrow it down. Stack rank them. You could have a list of 20 or 30, but if you stack rank it or start the top five, that'll help you focus. Get personal. Focusing on people to whom you are grateful has more impact than focusing on things for what you are grateful. Hmm. This is a great point. Come to think about it, if I were here saying, what am I grateful for in my studio? Well, it's all necessary to help me do the job, but I'm not really grateful for it. I need it, but I'm not grateful. So I guess we're focusing on a person. And if I think about the people in my life, then yes, I am, I am much more grateful for those people. Try subtraction, just not addition. Consider what your life would be like without certain people or things rather than just tallying up all the good stuff. Be grateful for the negative outcomes you avoided, escaped, prevented, or turned into something positive. Try not to take that good fortune for granted. And I guess what is the one subtraction that would negate our very existence? I suggest it is our parents. Our parents. So no matter whether you love your parents, hate your parents, in a fight with your parents, best friends with your parents, I think parents is one of those things we always need to be grateful for. See things as gifts. Thinking of the good things in your life as gifts guards against taking them for granted. Savor surprises. Who doesn't like a good surprise? I love surprises. Every time a package comes to the House, I am elated. Can't wait to go open it. What about when the mail comes? I don't know. Even if I get junk mail, it's exciting to me. Maybe that says something about me. I don't know. Revise it if you repeat. Writing about something, some of the same people and things is okay. But zero in on a different detail. Write regularly. When you write regularly, either once a day or every other day, but make sure you commit to a specific time and also to a journal. Make sure you honor that commitment. Gratitude in the brain, practicing gratitude for the little things. Often remember we can be grateful for big events, but the little things might mean a lot too. Share your gratitude for your loved ones. Seed gratitude via your social media platforms. You see a lot of gratitude in social media? I do, actually. I do. Also, there's lots of benefits, and there's science behind this, as we discussed in the first segment. So taking a moment to be thankful for the good things in life can help you cultivate a healthy work-life balance, manage stress, develop deeper connection to people, especially in tough situations. And researchers at the Greater Good Science Center at University of California, Berkeley, have even commissioned a three-year project expanding the science and practice of gratitude to dig deeper into the health benefits and the art of appreciation. There's lots of 
benefits, and I won't go through and bore you with all the different benefits that we've talked about. Uh, this will be the third time. But things such as your mental health, your immune system, your feeling, and more. You're listening to my strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. When we come back, we're going to help you build your gratitude strategy. We'll be right back. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current and concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm John M. Hawkins. This show is called My Strategy. It's on Saturdays, live, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. This week, we're, we were ta- well, last week, we were talking about uncertainty and all the things that can come of it. So this week, we're focusing, shifting our spotlight onto something a little bit more positive. And what I planned on focusing on this week is gratitude. And thankfulness right before the break. We were talking about our gratitude routine, how we need to journal it, use smart goals, be specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and timely. In this segment, I want to talk a little bit about developing our gratitude strategy. Now, this is the part in the show where we start to put together our strategy. And I have a very simple way of doing strategy. Many of you know this, but it's I have five steps because I have a hand with five digits. And as a result of that, uh, I've made it as simple as possible. But keep in mind that the concepts can be applied and extrapolated to bigger and bigger problems. You might still have those same five areas, but the details, there'll be more details. So first, it's awareness. Awareness that we're not accomplishing our vision. We're not accomplishing our goals. We're not happy. We are feeling something. 
So what is that something? So we assess and analyze, and gratitude is something that could help us. Hmm. What's not working? Are we conflicted? Are we difficult making decisions? Are we paralyzed by fear and uncertainty? Well, that could be, the answer is yes, then perhaps we do need to focus on something else, which takes us to the third step in the plan. We just strategize and plan. If the courses of actions that we have been doing, if the things that we've been trying were not working, why were they not working? And if we could implement a new strategy, would that help us get closer to that first step, which is our vision and our goals? I'm going to answer yes, but it is a rhetorical question because you don't have to answer. Once we've come up with these new steps, perhaps it's journaling, perhaps it's making a commitment to practice gratitude, we then need to implement our plan, which is step four. Implement it. Make the change. It's one thing to say I'm going to change, but it's another thing to go out there and actually make the change. And as you implement the change, we need support. We need evaluation. We need friends, role models, coaches, mentors, because at the end of the day, nobody got where they are without somebody. So let's think about who can help us. So that's the five steps. So as you're thinking about it and strategizing, Hopefully over the course of the show, you've taken some notes. I'm hoping that you understand that gratitude has benefits. It can make you physically stronger by boosting your, by boosting your immunity. It can help you with your relationships. It can give you a more positive outlook on life. There's lots and lots of benefits. So assuming that's true, what are some of the things that you could implement in your strategy? I've got an article here with some ideas of things we can use, and it's called 100 Ways to Express Gratitude and Boost Happiness. I did not write these down. They are good nonetheless, so I will give credit where credit is due. They start off by going through this whole list. I'm going to read through this and pick a few for you, and you can listen or go look up the list yourself and write these down. Adopt the habit of grateful thinking. Write a handwritten letter of thanks for a person's help, love, friendship, or support. Make a gratitude list. Find a comfortable, quiet place and write down 10 things you are thankful for in life. Or write them down at any time, right? Once you've got that list, share it with your friends, family, social media. Do something unexpected for someone. Keep a gratitude journal. What about this one? This is hard well, it's for many people, especially with the pandemic and uncertainty. Recognize each day as a gift. It might feel like you're in the movie Groundhog Day when you wake up, but it is still a gift that you were able to wake up. Show appreciation to parents by writing them a heartfelt letter. And if your parents have passed, I suggest writing the letter anyway. Share it with a sibling or keep it for yourself. Acknowledge birthdays and anniversaries of friends. How many times do you get those little announcements on social media that someone's having a birthday? 
You know how you feel when someone says happy birthday? It's a day full of gratitude. Person after person might be reaching out to you, hundreds of them wishing you a happy birthday, or at least I hope they are. If they're not, shame on them. But that can feel good. So I would encourage you to check your social media feeds for people's birthdays and reach out, say something to them. They're going to feel terrific. Give a heartfelt thanks to people. Say thanks before dinner. Share your gratitude around the dinner table. Embrace the beauty of nature. Take nothing for granted. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. I like that one. It rhymes. Cultivate the attitude of gratitude. Maybe we'll do a show on that. What do you think? Look for opportunities in life. Be thankful for who you are instead of criticizing your th- yourself. That can be a hard one. You know, um, we are our worst critics. And we can erode our self-confidence when we provide too much critique. So be thankful for who we are. It's really easy to say that. I know. But practice makes perfect. And if you do the right practice, you can get better at it. Give hope and encouragement to someone in need. Leave encouraging words for someone. Give a genuine compliment on a talent, skill, or strength. Tell a coworker how thankful you are for their support with a project or task. Practice random acts of kindness. And through your generosity, you can potentially affect another person's life. Create gratitude affirmations. What about forgive someone? Light a candle, send an e-card, and many more. Over 65 more. We haven't gone through them all. In any event, if you want to take a look at that, the article is How to Express Gratitude and Boost Happiness. You're listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to help you put your plan in place. Be right back. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale, an international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Network. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. 
rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Happy Saturday to you, or if you're listening in the podcast variety. Hope you're having a good day. This week we've been talking about practicing gratitude. Right before we were talking about developing your gratitude. But in case you missed the majority of this broadcast or you'd like to go listen to it again, you can listen on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, or any other or many other digital platforms. And if you'd like to have me cover something for you in the show, send an email to talk at johnmhawkins.com. That's talk at johnmhawkins.com or pick up the telephone, if you can remember what that is, and call me at 844-MY-STRATEGY, 844-MY-STRATEGY. You probably should do some sort of way to text me, huh? All right, so this week we've been talking about practicing gratitude. In this episode, I've been talking about how with all the issues of uncertainty, over this 2020, for about the past eight months uh, with the pandemic, there's been uncertainty. And also last week there was election uncertainty. So I decided that instead of focusing on a negative, we were going to take our spotlight from that uncertainty. We were going to shift it to something else. So this week uh, I wanted to shift it to gratitude and how it can help boost our mental health. You know, when we are uncertain about something and worried that things won't change, none of that worrying is going to help affect the outcome. But if we can be grateful and thankful, it can help us and our mood. So what is gratitude and thankfulness? Well, gratitude is an expression of value for what one has, regardless of the monetary value. Gratitude is a spontaneous feeling, and increasingly research shows there's value when you practice it. Gratitude is an emotion, makes people happier. It's a mood and also a personality trait. It's a feeling and a disposable trait. So what exactly is practicing gratitude? Well, it's not just the occasional thank you or once a year giving somebody a gift no, practicing gratitude means you do it as a discipline. You do it regularly to get better at it. And practicing gratitude has incredible effects in improving mental health to boosting relationships. Building your capacity for gratitude isn't difficult. It just takes practice. Start by acknowledging the good things we receive. Acknowledge the role the other, that others play in our lives. How do we go about starting our gratitude practice, you may ask? Well, you can do it by starting a routine. We love journaling on this show. Start journaling. Write down your goals. Make sure they're smart, specific. They're smart goals. Smart, smart goals. Specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and timely. Be alert to what is around you. Practice gratitude for the littlest things. Share gratitude with loved ones. 
we know there's science that shows that it will boost our mental health, allows us to accept change and also be more flexible. And who couldn't use that at this point in our life, specifically in 2020? Develop your gratitude strategy. Change can be hard and it takes focus and a commitment to change. But we do need to have a plan. So pick the strategy and tactics that we're going to use. Adopt a grateful habit to write an email, a letter, do something unexpected. Acknowledge all those birthdays on social media. And as always, breaking habits can be difficult for us to break a habit. We need to be aware of it. And if we're aware of it, it gives us the ability to interrupt that unconscious pattern. And when we have an interrupted pattern, we can consciously prioritize and put new patterns in place. And hopefully having that sense of gratitude and thankfulness will help with all the uncertainty. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. It's been wonderful sharing this Saturday with you. Take care and we'll see you next time. This has been My Strategy with your host, John M. Hawkins. Listen each week as John reminds us that just like elite athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of their coaches, he is here to help you achieve your highest goals possible. Here each week on My Strategy. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.